All right, quick editors, note: it is currently 3.33 p.m. here on the East Coast, and I found out at around 2.30 p.m. while I was at work that the final 20, 25 minutes of the original audios episode just isn't there. So this is the second time it is being processed. I apologize for not noticing that sooner. It's kind of been a hectic day. I have my second job here starting about an hour and a half. Like I said, I was at work before, and I classed before that, so I wasn't able to listen to the episodes like I normally do to check if the audio was okay. But shout out to Barack. He was the first one to mention to me that the audio for the final 20, 25 minutes just isn't there. It should be now. And the timestamps and all stuff will be different down below. It's the same episode, except you'll just hear the final 25 minutes of us, Tyler and I, talking about console remasters and the Sonic 2 movie, which I wanted to put in there because I thought it was funny. As an apology, uh, please accept this no ad in the beginning episode. We're going to get straight into it after the intro tune. There won't be any transitions like the little switch clicks I normally put in around those timestamps. It'll just be the straight episode. Again, I apologize for any inconvenience, but it is a good episode, so I hope you guys enjoy it. As always, leave a rating and review, and yeah, just enjoy the episode. What's going on, gamers? Welcome back to another episode of the Switch It Up podcast. My name is Tyler, joined as always by my co-host, Colby. Colby, it's a sunny day out. The breeze is blowing only slightly. How are you doing today on this pretty damn good day? It's a perfect day for gaming, I'll tell you what. I'm doing... Same time game. I'm doing pretty well. Last week of classes, then finals. Uh, almost at the end, of the, almost the finish line here with second semester, sophomore year. Uh, yeah, it's been it's been a lot of lot a whole lot of nothing around these parts. Uh, a lot a lot of gaming, which is always a always a thumbs up. A lot a lot of gotcha gaming, always always a thumbs up. And uh, yeah. yeah, just been uh, hanging out some some good stuff going on with the personal life. Uh, we are officially North Carolina homeowners as of <laughs> last night. I was the last yep. one to find out, so that's sick. But yeah, can't really complain. Uh, excited to excited to get into all of it. How are you doing, buddy? Uh, I'm doing well as well. I am also nearing the end of my semester. Uh, got another. I, I had a group project due last night, which got submitted on time, thankfully. And I got another group presentation tomorrow, which I'm a little more nervous about. But uh, yeah, workload's been steadily decreasing now as we're getting down to the end. Got a few more big quizzes, but. Uh, at least in this final week, after we get this presentation done, there's not much left to do until finals. Uh, what else is going on? Gaming, uh, still gaming. Uh, getting back into <laughs> good a- news. I was going to say that. Let's get that out of the way. Still, still gaming. Uh, not much. Again, not much to do in Monster Hunter except grind out materials for talismans. Uh, the up the updates should be coming soon though they did say late april and it is late april so it should be coming any minute now uh we'll talk about monster hunter in a second here mm-hmm. uh and yes i've been playing some gacha games as well the the podcast discord has been lighting up with with fire oh, emblem heroes talk and and summons and all 
Yeah, let's just let's just get straight into the gotcha talk. Why not? Yeah, yeah, we'll do gotcha at the start. Yeah, Fire Emblem Heroes right now is kind of a blaze. They this I think just this morning they dropped like four new banners with a bunch of really good units. Uh, Brave Lucina, all four um, Brave, all four Brave Lords Legend- are back. Legendary. Was it legend? Are they legendary versions or Brave? Versions? I think they're Brave because the legendary ones are the ones with the relics. I don't oh, know. I could have that backwards. But right. No, that's yeah. right. I think. No, yeah. So there's a brave. There's four different lens in banners right now. So if you want to get a lens, <laughs> now's the time. Yep. Yeah, just a lot of cool stuff going on Fire Emblem Heroes along with Tempest Trials. It's a very uh, busy and hectic, a lot of management going on. But yeah, the podcast Discord has been pulling some pretty, pretty good units. Yep, we've all been pulling. Uh, my Fire Emblem Heroes luck is, is still there, but it's got a little twist on it, you see. Uh, I'm still pulling a lot of five-star units, but all their IVs are shit. <laughs> so I have to either I have to fodder them off to my other units because I can't use them. But uh, I still can't complain. I literally just pulled a five-star right before this recording. He did. Uh, so and that one had good IVs actually. So maybe the curse is broken a little bit. But yeah, we everyone in the podcast Discord has been uh, has been pulling. There's a lot of free polls that are available. There are some challenges to get free uh, tickets for uh, summoning. Uh, so be sure to grab those if you are a Fire Emblem uh, Heroes player, as we are. Yes, big uh, time. Yeah, th- this game is just so much different than Pokemon Masters, which is my only other like real gotcha experience before this point. Yeah, in a good way, though. No, it's a good way. It's a, a different game, but it's good uh, You know, in its own respect uh, in the genre. It's just... It's taken a bit to get used to. It's just so more, so much more complicated than, mm-hmm. than, uh, than Masters. Fire Emblem. It's just a lot more thinking. Yeah, it is using my brain, uh, which is hard enough as it is these days. But yeah, we we're pulling units. We're we're getting ready. I can't believe I th- I had the delusion that I'd be saving any sort of orbs for the Brave Banner coming out. I, Which I is in August. So you yeah, still I say, time, that's in August. I have you know, I have time. You're, you're just mowing through orbs. So yeah, right now I'm just I'm just spending the orbs as I get them. Uh, you know, not really trying remember, to save up too much. I remember when I was you. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it'll come back to bite me eventually, but it always does. I don't know, man. There's just so many cool units. I I need to, I need to do it. Fireman personally has really just taken my life back and just suck me back in i'm going through a church route right now and hard difficulty with only the knights of saros which is a lot more challenging than i thought it would be but still mm-hmm. you know having a good time there fireman heroes we just talking about pulling pulling units pulling banners going through tempest trials and then uh, another collab idea which won't happen for a while yet but making yeah. this making this damn trivia game <laughs> for three houses trivia it's something yeah but, i mean if you need i didn't even know about this like i saw it on twitter and i was like what I, I was well i put in the discord i was like would you guys rather like draft like units and like have them like we'll discuss who would win between them and or would you want to do trivia night now she's like yeah i think i don't want to do like trivia i think that's a cool twist i uh, twist idea i'm like all right well i'll host because i have a hundred thousand hours on the game i think i know a lot about it true yeah so the base the baseline is i'm not asking you guys questions i don't even know the answers to so yeah there's there, there's your baseline with that knowledge but enough about the this game's favorite uh franchise Tyler, what's going on with Pokemon Masters? Yeah, so the monthly data mine for Pokemon Masters just uh, dropped. Ah. Uh, usually, whenever the app goes through an update, people are able to data mine a lot of uh, info about what's what's upcoming uh, in either that that same month or the month after. 
uh, things of the sort. So we have a lot of new units. Uh, the only one that has officially been announced is Raihan uh, with Duraladon coming into the game. Uh, I don't know, you know, what class these guys are, if they're support striker tech or anything. I just know that they're coming. But yeah, Raihan and Duraladon are on their way uh, with their own story to event. Uh, B and Nessa are also on their way as well. B with Surfetched and Nessa with uh, Dreadnought. So I'm hoping one of them is a support because I kind of want to buff my Leon a bit more. Sword, uh, Sword and Shield making a presence this month. I was about to say, uh, Galar is definitely representing uh, this month. But we also have our main man, Getsis, with Kyurem on his way. as a Yes, with a legendary. But he is taking the road of Professor Sycamore where, with Xerneas because... He's actually going to be a free unit available to everybody. You just have to grind an event out and you get him. Uh, fully upgraded, 20 out of 25 out of 5, uh, merged. Oh, shit, I'm using Fire Emblem Heroes terminology and Masters already. Shit. Uh, but yeah, for, apparently he's a really powerful unit from what I've been seeing. So that's sure to be uh, you know just another great uh, boon for free-to-play players, which is always good to see. Is he the DNA splicers or no? I don't think it's white and black here. It's just base QRM. Okay. Uh, for, but he does have his black 2 and white 2 design. So mm, uh, it could let's say, could come in later. We already have Zekrom with N, uh, but I, I'm not sure how the DNA splashes would fit in uh, to this personally. Maybe in a legendary arena. Maybe. Uh, something like that. But the last two characters, they are not obtainable yet, uh, and they will not be obtainable when you first see them in the game, but it's Archie and Maxi. Uh, <laughs> You you immediately thought of the video, didn't you? How can literally I not? at the literally at the drop of, at the snap of I the not? finger. As soon as I processed RT Massey, <laughs> you continue. <laughs> yes, uh, but yeah, RT and Max are going to be non non uh, non obtainable. They're they're just going to be NPCs uh, in this event, but they are going to have Kyogre and Groudon with them. And I assume when they are obtainable, that will be what they have. Uh, yeah. Because Sharpedo's already been taken by... Just standard? Groudon, Kyogre, not Primal version? Just from the images we've seen that have been collected, yes, it looks like it's just base. Uh, I don't think they've implemented any sort of Primal system. They could do it to where, like, if they use their Sync move, they Primal revert and something like that. Because yeah. that's how they do Megas. Whenever you do your Sync move, you'll Mega Evolve. Uh, and have increased stats and all that. But from what it looks like, it's just normal Kyogre Groudon. It's going to be in a story event, I believe. So, or a legendary event. Maybe, I forget which one it is. But uh, yeah, that is, that's everything we have coming down the pipeline at the moment. Or at least everything I've seen. I literally just saw this information before this episode. So I probably am not saying the entirety of the data mine. But there are many videos uh, on YouTube, if you're if you're curious to uh, see the full details, which I probably will do after this episode as well. For the May 2021 Pokemon Masters lineup. Yeah, I mean... Do they have, do they have dates or do they just all drop at the end of the month? Uh, I don't... The end of the month, sorry. They don't have exact dates. Raihan, I believe, does. Uh, I don't know what it is, though, but, like, Raihan's going to be the first, and then I think Nessa B, and then Getsis is going to come right after that, I think. Okay. Uh, but it's going to be either end of this month, early uh, next month is going to be... Uh, this new content's coming to the game. It's amazing how oh, Kasha games have really uh, taken a really big spot in my life that I never really yeah. realized. It's like, it's like a part of the morning routine for me. I know. I was, I, that's exactly what I was going to say. It's part of my routine now, and it's kind of... 
it's weird how much I'm like paying attention to these games yeah, that I, I like never had an exposure to until very recently in my life. Yeah, it's it's really cool. It's just a whole different area of gaming. We've talked about mobile games on this podcast and in length before, but yeah, yeah, they have their place and they're definitely here to stay. And the cool thing is with these games is that like us personally, we I think the reason it's most more so much more prevalent because we have other people that play them as well, and we talk That's to true. Them frequently. Yeah. And people who know what they're talking about, and you know, Fire Emblem as a whole, we all enjoy as a. Yeah. It's just one big unit, but yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. There's the multiplayer elements definitely there, and seeing which you know, two poles always cool and stuff. So there's a lot. There's a big community around it, which is nice. Yeah, I, I agree. It's definitely. I mean, for both games, it, it's definitely a bit a bit different spending habits as yeah, well. Yeah, I haven't spent a dime on that game yet. I take pride in that. Yeah, no, I mean that's totally fine. I caved a little. I caved. Uh, I for both for both Masters and uh, Fire Emblem Heroes, I'll do like you know light spending like here and there if I need like an extra gem for like one extra summon. I'll do that. Or Not if, Genshin Impact thousand dollar spendings. You know those numbers scare me a lot, so I'm staying away from that. That Genshin Impact is off my phone, and I never even installed it on my computer. After it's just again, I'm still watching the content because I think it's such a fascinating game. Uh, to see develop, but God, oh, maniacs, maniacs—literally insane people. I don't know if they're brave or just stupid, but uh, yeah, Genshin Impact. This is your daily PSA. Please be careful of Genshin Impact spending. Yes, spend responsibly. Uh, not a gotcha, but I realize this is something that uh, we didn't put into the little schedule that we had. Okay. Uh, it's a bit more Apex news uh, because the gameplay trailer for season, or not, I guess they're not even doing season names anymore, but technically season nine, uh, Legacy, uh, came out just a few hours ago uh, at 11 a.m. And uh, I watched it and it, it overviewed the new permanent game mode that they're adding to the game called Arena, where instead of the normal like Battle Royale, it's one squad versus another squad it's a 3v3 all right uh and it has multiple rounds you don't respawn or anything you you're dropped in you have this currency that you can spend on weapons and gear uh until you run out of currency and then the shields will drop on your on your spawn room and you'll run out into this map and you'll fight each other until one team is left standing and then you'll move on to the next round uh and i was about to say this gameplay trailer went over like that and it was this was what the gameplay trailer was about was that mode and it's super cool so far it's had a really positive reception uh we also saw how the new uh legend valkyrie is going to work where she uh is able to hover and uh fly essentially uh we didn't actually see too much of of her regular flying but uh we saw enough to where you kind of get the idea of what she can do uh we saw her abilities. She has cl- these cluster missiles that are a lot more than I thought there would be. She is like a full salvo, like on uh, on deck. And then we also saw how her uh, ultimate works, where she redeploys her entire team. They all fly up into the air and skydive back down as if they were starting the game uh, from that point again, uh, like at the beginning where they drop from the dropship. And they also gave us a sneak peek of the new map update uh, on Olympus, which. Uh, it's called. It's going to be called a Infected Olympus, which is really cool. There's like vines and growth and like natural elements all over the place, which is going to be really cool. And we like to destroy a uh, map, but yeah, I just wanted to talk about that because it got me really excited. 
Uh, and that's coming in just a few days, May 4th, uh, I believe. Does that fall into this week? I, don't I think, think it's, it's, ne- it's next week. I was about to say, it's ne- early next week is when that next comes Monday out. Next Monday or Tuesday. So. Yeah, me and my buddy have gotten back into playing Apex. So uh, he he actually just texted me right before we started recording. He was like, do you want to play some Apex? I'm like, oh, I can't. Give me like an hour and a half. So uh, that's probably what I'll be doing right after this episode. But I wanted to just talk about that because it gets me all giddy and excited because I'm a Titanfall fanboy. So There you go. Yeah, that's the uh, the other update we have at the moment for Apex. Uh, speaking of release weeks, uh, this is the release week for Pokemon Snap. Yes, it is. It is Pokemon Snap release week. Uh, not a day one purchase for me, personally, just because uh, t- times are tight and I don't really want to be spending money on a game that I don't know that much about. And that's not yeah. to say I haven't been paying attention to it at all. Like, I get the gist, take picture of Pokemon, the engine's beautiful, Bandai Namco, good job, all that stuff. But... Yeah. You know, it just doesn't appeal to me right away, personally. But yeah. I am excited for the community because they have been waiting, God knows how, like two decades for yeah, I mean, exactly. two decades and more for them to get this. So it'll be very exciting to see just how they react to it. And hopefully the game's good. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure the game will be good. I've kind of gone more the route of, of you on this situation where uh, I am probably not going to purchase the game on day one anymore. Uh, there's some other things I want to save up for and uh, just kind of hold on to. Because, uh, again, I, I've, I've just weighed my options. I'm probably going to be playing Monster Hunter. Uh, even when the game comes out, I am probably going to be playing Monster Hunter more than it since the mm-hmm. new update's going to come out. There's going to be so much more stuff to do. Uh, but And then there's also Monster Hunter Stories coming in the summer, which I yeah. definitely want to pick up. That has piqued my interest tenfold since I first heard about it. So... Pokemon Snap probably won't be a day one purchase for me. Maybe a bit later, uh, but I am still I still have a confidence that's going to be a fantastic game, uh, and I'm probably going to be watching. I'll be watching a lot of videos on it when it comes out to see, like you said, what the what the reaction is, how people are taking it, and that way I can I can uh, vic- live vicariously through the content creators and pretend I have the game. Well, as we do with most new games releasing we're going to predict where it falls on our favorite list which is the highest selling games list so for new pokemon snap i have no idea i I think this is kind of one that we have to take a shot in the dark in because we just don't know like how many people are going to pick it up how many new players are going to be how many old players are going to be i'm just looking at the list right now and hmm i think i mean i think i'm gonna leave I think, what's, I think what's interesting to note, real quick, mm-hmm. is that we did get updated sales numbers for Hyrule Warriors. Just today. Just today. 3.7 million sold so far. Yeah. Is that below what you expected it to sell at this stage? 3.7? Yeah. 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 I, honestly, I expected more, just because it was a Breath I, of the Wild story. Yeah, I think what we I think what we predicted... We made a lot of predictions about that game, kind of contradictory, but one of our predictions, I think, did come true, where... A big, there was a big spike at the beginning, but then it kind of fell off because, yeah, uh, as it went on, uh, just due to the content of the game, I think. Yeah, as do most games, but I think it, you know, it's a Warriors game. What they did with the story now that's been out for multiple months, I think that kind of slowed it down. It is, it's uh, it's officially the best selling Koi Tecmo project with Nintendo, but yes, Fire Emblem Three Houses also hasn't been updated since March 31st of 2020, so over a year. Yeah, I'm willing to bet that has more than 3.7 million sales. Yeah, I mean, 
uh, Hyrule Warriors is a game that we had really high praise for, mm-hmm. that we like loved a lot. So I feel like that's sort of a good metric we can use to scale Pokemon Snap with. Honestly, I, because the I, first number came to my head was 3 million for Pokemon Because I have a feeling that it might follow a similar path of yeah. a big explosion at the beginning. I, I mean, as all games do, but like, I think it's going to fall off a lot quicker in sales than a lot of these other big titles as well. My, the first number popped in my head was 3 million for Pokemon, new Pokemon Snap. Yeah, I, I think that I think that's reasonable. Just judging it off of, I mean, all the Pokemon projects do well, obviously, but yeah, Sword I mean, Shield, we have twenty point three mil, Pikachu, Eevee, Let's Go, thirteen million exactly. Uh, what other Pokemon games? Those are the two big ones. Just but judging by just judging by the size of Pokemon as a whole, I think it stands to beat out Hyrule Warriors in the end. I think so too. So Link's Awakening four point three eight at sixteen. Do you think it gets to there? I think it'll get to five million, which is where Monster Hunter Rise is right now. Yeah. But Monster Hunter Rise has only been out for like barely a month. Pokemon Snap like, not even. out yet. <laughs> We're putting it at 15. That's true. That's true. We are. But I think it'll get to 5 million because, I mean, Top 15? It's, it's Pokemon, even if it's because you're going to have, you know, new Pokemon fans and old Pokemon fans getting this one. Uh, like, you know, newer generation, older generation. I think that's going to add up uh, significantly. How many Pokemon are in the game? Do we know that? We don't have an official count, I believe. Uh, I think there have been people who have like documented how many we've seen in the trailers, but I don't think we have a specific number. All right, I think that'd be a, that'll be a pretty big uh, tell. That's true. If we knew exactly how many, I mean, it can't it can't be all of them, obviously. No, but because you need to have each Pokemon have unique actions and interactions with other Pokemon in a stage, and yeah, that's yada, true. yada yada yada. So it's probably going to be a pretty low number in comparison to the whole. Do you think like three hundred? I was thinking even lower than that, to be honest. 200? Like maybe 200, maybe less. Oh, boy. Then uh, again, I don't really have a good scale for even the original Pokemon Snap, since I never played it. And I don't know the stats, so you're going to look up how many Pokemon are in the original Yeah, Pokemon. I will. Yeah, there you go, buddy. Well, I mean, that came out before, what, Actually, Gen 3? There was like, there was 151 Pokemon in Pokemon oh, Snap. Oh, it just had all the, it had all the original 151. Uh, well, let me let me dive into it a little bit further here. The game features sixty three of the original generation. Oh, oh, okay. So, so sixty three Kanto Pokemon. Okay, gotcha. New Pokemon Snap will feature at least two hundred different Pokemon. Is the oh, all right. The game will highlight a range of different Pokemon from the original one hundred fifty one to the current generation, and at least one legendary. Well, yeah, because we already know Celebi's in the game. <laughs> that's uh, the one that's the one legendary. that's the one that's yeah no there's gonna be more meganium might as well be a legendary it's basically on the it's seems to be the mascot of this game so it's true well, i can't meganium's a box art legendary now let's go i know right sick <laughs> i'm so happy about that can you hear my discord notifications by the way no i can't okay but, good yeah pokemon snap it, just because it has the name pokemon on it i think five million is reasonable yeah i think but it's just the, it, the gameplay and the mechanics is going to be whether or not it gets past that. Yeah, it's funny. I was thinking, like, oh, let's think about, like, you know, what kind of game it is. But then I realized, oh, it's Pokemon, so it's going to sell anyway. Yeah, correct. So I think $5 is a good, a good predictor for we'll me. Check, we'll, check, we'll check back in uh, one month or so yeah. and see where it falls. Because Monster Hunter Rise, $5 million in the, 
I think it came out exactly March 26th. Yeah, uh, exactly a month ago. Yeah. Exactly a month ago, and it got five million copies already. So, if that tells yeah. you anything, it means the Switch is hot. Yeah, the Switch is absolutely on fire right now. Uh, I've did did Brock did Brock ever say? Because I I promised last episode I would get Brock to buy Monster Hunter Rise. Did he say which of the he of the yeah, games he, he was going for he that was suggested? He, he said that he has been taking suggestions on today's episode, but he didn't say like what games he's thinking about. He, you guys really screwed me over. Like I was like Monster Hunter, you guys are like shooting me. You guys are drowning me out. I gotta keep the promise to our audience, Colby. We each had like our own individual um su- suggestion. It is funny how we all each had a different one, except I think Mason agreed with you with Zelda Breath of yeah, the Wild. Yeah, yeah, I was like, I, I was like, Breath of the Wild. You're like Monster, and I was like Octopath. I'm like, what? Uh, <laughs> I mean, maybe it's because of the uh, RPG exposure that Brock has had. Yeah, yeah, that was that was the point. That was the point we were all trying to make is like, okay, if you want a game that's like Fire Emblem, then yeah, get that. But if you want something completely different, get one of these games. But so anyway, do you, want, do you want a good game? Get Monster Hunter. Daily, of Monster, daily reminder to buy Monster Hunter. Well, we're talking about Monster Hunter right now. Right. Speaking true. of Monster Hunter and everything that we have just said about it, probably more so than we did just talk about Pokemon Snap in the Pokemon Snap segment, there's going to be a broadcast as you're listening to this. It's probably already happened, which. Yep. You know, news loves to drop on Tuesday. Capcom is broadcasting a digital event uh, featuring Monster Hunter and Monster Hunter Rise and Stories 2. So we're going to get more information on Stories 2 and possibly, if I had to guess, more information on Rise updates later down the pipeline. Yeah, I assume so. I assume, I wouldn't be surprised if they drop. If it's like a Nintendo Direct thing, they like drop. The, the update is available right now uh, during that. But, you know, maybe not. Uh well, did it say what time it is? I think it's going to be really early in the morning because it's based in Japan. I can check. Uh, but yes, tomorrow marks the uh, a Capcom presentation about Monster Hunter. Going to learn more about Rise. Uh, we already know most of what's coming in the new update. The one that we are that's already been confirmed for late April is going to get Chameleos, uh, which is a chameleon monster that can turn invisible, which is really cool. Uh, something that I've never fought, but has been in previous Monster Hunter games. Uh, we're going to get the conclusion of the story which has been left on a cliffhanger for uh, since the game's release but and uh, but i think more than anything i am excited to see what they talk about stories too because again that's all i'll be been, tuning in for yeah i've been saying for i've been hyping it up to colby because i've been watching the trailers over and over again but man this game looks really cool and i'm really excited to see like what what else you do in this game because Damn, it looks awesome. Like you can run around in the overworld on monsters and shit, which is great. It's like Pokemon, which obviously uh, appeals to us personally. The art style looks really great. You know, big Breath of the Wild vibes, which I feel like any any 3D game with a cell shaded look is going to be like, oh, that's it's a Breath of the Wild style. Fine with it. I mean, yeah, it, I might as well accept the fate of those games right now. Yeah, don't anything. Fight. I mean, hey, anything like Breath of the Wild is going to be good, right? 100% correct. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I'm also, obviously, I'm excited to see where Rise goes from here because I am itching to get some new monsters to fight and new gear to craft and new weapons to, to slam into said monsters to continue the cycle. Uh, yeah, what can I, Capcom's on a fucking roll right now. And yeah, Monster they're, they're, Hunter they're is hot. just raking in the bucks. 
it's going to be the year of Monster Hunter, I feel like. It's just kind of going in that direction, especially yeah. since they're getting a second game in June. June's a hot month for Yeah, Nintendo. June, this summer is fucking crazy it's for wild. games. We got yeah. Stories 2, uh, Mario Golf, E3, who knows what they're going to announce there. More Breath of the Wild 2 news later this year. Hopefully, I mean, it's just yeah. going to be... Yeah, it's, it's a lot coming, and if you want to watch that digital presentation, 10 a.m. Eastern is when it is live. Okay, so cool. I will be in class for that shit. Oh, well. I, will, I will not be. So I will be. I will be tuned in watching, watching the Monster Hunter Rise pre. Not Night Rise, just Monster Hunter presentation from Capcom. I was about to say you'll have to uh, have to clue me in on what's going on as I'm. They just dropped Monster Hunter for Smash right in that presentation. Bro, don't, don't even start. They released the me costumes and then they released it. That would be really uh, a real bait and switch there. That would be something. That would they be drop, a sight to behold. I can't wait for them to wa- drop Waluigi for Smash in the Monster Hunter presentation. <laughs> Capcom is really taking a chance here. But uh, yeah, I think that is that. I think that's everything we have for Monster Hunter at the moment. Yes, uh, it is. I have a two lot more of smaller tidbits here, but okay. I just have Super Nintendo World was forced to close due to a state of emergency in Osaka. Uh, not surprising. There's still a pandemic outside, if you haven't heard. Yep. And the entire uh, Shantae series is now on Nintendo Switch. Yes, every it is. Sing- every single game. I, you've played one of them or two of them, haven't you? I've played one. I haven't beaten it. Uh, it was Pirate's Curse, uh, which is... It had one of the most appealing like pixel art uh, styles that I've seen in a while, so it was a good pick. Yeah, uh, it's a I believe it's 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 a Metroidvania esque game, in the fact that you have to like traverse through a big map and kind of like memorize where things are. Uh, you acquire upgrades along the way to get to previously unreachable sections and secrets and yada yada. But it's very charming. All the characters are really good. Uh, all the boss fights are really cool. The gameplay is really smooth. Uh, you get a real big uh, power trip when you get a new item. It's great. Uh, yeah, Shantae and Nintendo have had a really good history, though. Uh, and now to see all of her games uh, find another home on the Switch for more people to play them is great. Uh, she's There's a reason that she's been a top contender for an indie representation in Smash uh, just because her games are so good. So if you guys are interested, I would recommend Pirate's Curse and Personal Experience, but I've also heard that her most recent outing half genie hero i think it's called, I think it's called uh, is too. is good as well so uh if you are looking for anything to quench your your gaming thirst if none of the games that we're playing right now uh, or have recommended so far are up your alley uh maybe check out uh shantae because you know a metroidvania is probably a good way to fill the void of not having metroid prime 4 news yeah <laughs> it's probably true that's a good so. point guys I, I think we talked about this last week but who would be like the best indie representative for Smash? Steve's his own thing. Like, yeah, he, like Minecraft, I dare say, is not indie anymore. <laughs> no, I mean it was. It originally started as an independent game, obviously, but you know, just the right circumstance and the genius behind it, and it's it's so far beyond like any game. Like yeah. it's its own category at this point. It is really. Uh, so. Technically, you could say this is the second indie rep or whatever, but uh, I think representing the indie community as it is right now uh, is more of an accurate term. So, mm-hmm. uh, Hollow Knight has been 
probably the big one, Hollow Knight and Shovel Knight. Yeah. Uh, were the is big Shovel ones. Knight, is Shovel Knight a trophy? In Shovel trophy? Knight did make it into Ultimate as an assist trophy, which is great. Uh, people were excited and also sad about that. But if we're going for fighters, like Hollow Knight's really... It's funny, Hollow Knight and Shantae are both Metroidvania uh, games, so that's pretty funny. But mm-hmm. both of them have... Again, because of all of their abilities, they have such a natural move set for Smash. Because you know each of their items or whatever they get can be assigned to different button inputs, and uh, Hollow Knight just has so many damn abilities that you can make every single input just an ability that he ha- gets naturally in the game. Like you don't really have to take any creative liberties like you would with some more difficult characters like Steve and like Wii Fit or something. Uh, obviously, though, Sakurai could do- literally make a block of wood an interesting character. Yeah, you could. But you could do it. Uh, out of Hollow Knight and Shantae, it's hard to choose. Like Hollow Knight was a huge hit, like enormous, like millions sold. Yeah, millions copies sold. Yeah, Shantae I don't think has been as successful, but her legacy just on Nintendo stuff dates all the way back to the Game Boy, and she'd be such a, a nostalgic character for a lot of people to have, and it'd kind of be a, a really nice culmination of her. Uh, being on Nintendo systems, but yeah, it would be. So I'll give my vote to Shantae because I think Shantae would be pretty awesome. How many fires left in the Fire Fast Two? We, two, right? Because there, if and there's two left, Steve, then we have four. Sephiroth, and then Steve, Sephiroth, and, and Pyra Mithra. So yeah, we have two more. And I'm assuming we'll get the next character here at E3. At E3, I assume. <sighs> Yeah, Smash is going to be relevant once again. Uh, who who could have seen that coming? Who could have guessed? But maybe the next character is a good is a better online. Just a good <laughs> online. Book. Since you guys want online so much, we have cut one of the characters from the game in order to make online better. I want that would be a controversy. I think <laughs> the fifth character is better Wi-Fi servers. I that would be pretty crazy. I think that would be. Like, they cut a character from the game in order to do that. <laughs> Who would they that... cut? No, oh, they take... It has to be, oh, has to be a I Fire Emblem rep. I didn't mean that. I, I meant, like, don't add a character that isn't already in, but you took it as, like, oh, we're going to take a character away in order to give <laughs> you hilarious. this. We're going to take away a character. To Every this. action has a price. They're going to sacrifice a character for better online. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you want online so much? Here. Fine. Get, take one character. It would totally be a Fire Emblem character, though. Oh, my like, goodness. The ma- Though they made a mod. They're going to get rid of all the fire. Yeah, I was going to say, there's been a mod uh, that came out. Uh, Twitter has been reporting on it. Uh, about taking out every Fire Emblem character. Bunch of losers taking out Fire Emblem. I mean, I feel like if they're going... If the if the majority mob of Smash were to take out a character, it would either be Corrin or Byleth. Who would I even get rid of in the Fire Emblem? Me? Who would I get rid of? Hmm. That's a different. That's a different story. Oh man, I don't know. Although I, I would probably get rid of Corin. That's who I'm leaning to. I think I would get rid of Corin. Like, there's three Awakening reps though, but the, uh, I don't know. That's just... Yeah, but Awakening's good. <laughs> Fates is not good, Tyler Sample, <laughs> 2021. No, I'm, I'm sure Fates is fine. I've never played it. All right, but this isn't a Smash. This isn't a Smash yeah, episode. A- anyway. That's a tangent for another day. Yeah, soon, probably. The Reckoning is upon us for that conversation. Yeah, so once E3 comes around, content is going to be overflowing. So 
we'll, we'll save that discussion for then. Yes, we will. But uh, that's all the news we have, isn't it? Yeah, uh, for the 900th episode in a row. Uh, slow. Uh, yeah, um, slow news. Uh, not enough to encompass the entirety of an episode, but luckily we have uh, we have a segment to fill the void and to fill your ear holes with discussion of yeah, meaning no. of of completely off topic questions. We'll take our topics. applause later. We'll take our applause later. <laughs> but today, Colby and I have decided to talk about some popular franchises, and more specifically, why we personally think. That they either got as that they either got as big as they did or have remained as big as they did. For example, Mar- we all know why Mario became as big as he is today. Mm-hmm. We all you know we all know the story about how he basically saved the gaming industry. Uh, but I think a more interesting topic would be why he has remained uh, as the top dog of Nintendo, uh, despite so many more games coming uh, and you know flourishing in in the market. So yeah, not think, just Mario, but a lot of franchises. Yeah, a lot of franchise. Yeah, we're not just going to talk about Mario. This I have is multiple ones. Like Zelda, Pokemon, Call of Duty, other and any other game franchise you want to yep. go for. So, but we should start with we the, should start with Mister Mister Video Game. Yes, uh, we actually have talked about that latter question before. Yeah. We talked about Sonic and why Mario has remained. Why we think Mario has remained relevant, where Sonic has not as much. Uh, Disclaimer, this is going to be my completely unresearched opinion. I'm not going to claim to know anything that I'm talking about in this segment. Uh, but I'm just <laughs> going to be... Mild, I've done mild research, so... I'm going to be speaking the from point. the heart and from personal experience only. All right. And maybe some educated guesses. All right. Noted. You may continue. Okay. So, yeah. Write that down in your journals, kids. Got it. So, uh, I'm probably going to reiterate. I don't remember exactly what I said for the Mario for way back then about Mario and why he remained relevant, but I'll probably reiterate that since my opinion probably hasn't changed. I don't. It, it's hard to pinpoint because you know Mario is very is a very simple game. You know that that's my biggest reason. Simple. Yeah, just the simplicity. Possibly just just for the fact that he's been around for so long and has been iconic for so long, uh, and that. He is many people's first video games. Uh, I think that I think the legacy of Mario carries a lot of weight with it. But there is also the fact that his games have been consistently high quality. Uh, you know, he's never really had too many standout horrible games. You know, yeah. No. Whereas something like Sonic, or something like Sonic, you can everyone can point the finger at like Sonic 06 or Sonic and the Secret Rings as clear outliers in quality like clear opposites of like the best of the series whereas mario it's a bit harder to pick out those games uh i think at worst you'd probably pick off a spin-off game like a mario party that wasn't particularly good yeah yeah. or something like that but the mainline mario games have always been pretty consistently high quality yeah there's no mainline mario game that everyone that everyone's like split opinions on there's split opinion there is split opinions on but at the end of the day everyone can agree it's a good game yeah because you know you hear the phrase a lot like it's a mario game and just that has so much connotation to it like you Mm -hmm. already know exactly what that game is and yeah i think the simplicity helps uh but they have been able to make like They've been able to branch off successfully as well, with Mario Kart and Mario Party being two 
classic franchises that are basically entirely separate from the mainline Mario games but still do equally as well. Mario Kart 8 is... You've seen me complain about it. It's like always at the top of the selling charts. It's it, crazy. Yeah, it's the highest selling... It's like on pace to be the highest selling Mario Kart game. Yeah, and like the Mario sports games also classics in many people's minds and they're still going strong today. Mario Golf is coming out really soon. Yep. Uh, again, in the summer. So packed, but... Yeah, Mario is just has just become the like the perfect recipe for success in the video game industry really he's definitely the mascot of gaming i don't think there's a question with there's that. absolutely no contention to it at all but i building off your simplicity argument i'm just thinking about the time 1985 where you have like games like space invaders and pong where yeah you're moving around but you're staying on one screen whereas even like even on the donkey kong game the the donkey kong arcade game which there's where mario makes his debut as Jumpman. You have the you just have the single screen. You're doing stuff on that single screen, but it's still a single screen. Where the first Mario Brothers is a side scroller, yeah. where you can actually run and the screen moves. And there's different types of enemies like Koopas and Goombas. You get these power ups and you smash your heads off blocks and you climb the top yeah. of flagpoles. It was just so like unique and different for that time. And it's just Mario has constantly reinvented itself in the best possible ways where you go from you know, the side-scrolling Super Mario Bros. You know, Super Mario Bros. 2, you add some more playable characters. Super Mario Bros. 3, you add new power-ups, and you get into 64, which is the, the beginning of 3D Mario. Yeah, the beginning of 3D games, almost. Yeah, Odyssey, you have the, you have the flood mechanic, Galaxy. Would, uh, you, you said, you mean Sunshine? You said Odyssey when you talked about flood. I, I constantly, <laughs> I think I did that last time, too. I, just got is it, I was about to say, it might be the consonants yeah. of the word. Mario... Right, yeah. Super Mario Sunshine, you have the flood mechanic. Mario, <laughs> Gal- Mario Galaxy, you have the the spin the, move and yeah, the, the spin gravity move, shit, the gravity mechanic. Where they tried to do that with, uh, they tried to make that in Mario sixty four with Mario one twenty eight. They were toying around with that. More Galaxy two is just more Galaxy one. No problems there. Great, yeah. Three D three D Land, I think you've that's on the three DS. You have a two you have a two D yeah two D you have a Mario game on a handheld. It's a two D in the three D space. Uh, Super Mario World then Super Mario three D World then, which then gets Bowser's Fury, which is a great expansion. Then you buy Odyssey, which is basically the best of every world as far as my, Mario goes. So yeah, yeah, that's why it's so relevant. Where it, I hate to pick on Sonic, but Sonic has Sonic's reinvented itself, but in the wrong ways. Yeah, like in in ways that just fell flat. I like to attribute it to some like luck because. Oh, for sure. You know, I feel like there's in any industry, especially in like a creative one, like like gaming or, or music or or art and everything like that. Uh, there's always a bit of luck oh, because yeah, absolutely you're giving out your work to the public whose majority opinion can be swayed and be totally different at many different times. So I think it's it's a minor miracle that Mario has has just been on this high pillar this entire time it's nuts even the new super mario games like they're they're pretty i think they're pretty safe in terms of like nintendo's you know like what what they want to do with that series that's basically just an updated version of the original mario games yeah odyssey would have won game of the year in 2017 just went up against the buzzsaw that was breath of the wild yeah i i mean it's still nintendo so nintendo's just yeah like no nintendo at that point exactly like i I think as of right now, I would say 3D World Bowser Fury is like the game of the year. Like yeah, it's, right. It's, it's, it's April, but like Monster Hunter Rise or Mario, like those are the two biggest games I can think of that have come out. Yeah, I mean, Mario 3D World, probably not even the most popular Mario game, and it's a fantastic game. Like it's no. almost, it's like yeah. a ten out of ten. 
Yeah, it's really high up there for me. Uh, yeah, because I never played it through what? High 80s, personally, for me. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, that's right. You're you're creating a little thing about yeah every game you've ever played. Yeah, it's uh, that's gonna be a that's gonna be a big that's gonna be a big episode one day. But anyway, uh, it, it's just wild that Mario has stayed up top. But there are there are pretty obvious reasons for it. Yeah, it's just that I think those reasons are ironically some of the reasons that like other game franchises haven't been as successful. You know? Yeah. But just the way that Mario has, did it makes them pluses instead of negatives you we know talked I mean? about it when we compared it to sonic mario's core has stayed the same it's still a platform it's still a platformer it's still the yeah. same it's the same story he's still i don't want to say in the same place because he's been in different places but the place yeah. he's in still fits the mold of like how it works like every mario game has been i feel like every mario game has been built around mario's mechanics which is why yeah. it works where each, I feel other games they build the world first and put the character in it and try to make it fit yeah like each each thing that they do to mario like each extension kind of branches off that core but still reinforces the overall structure as well and makes the core even better anyway yes so like flood mechanic that's a rut it supports you know the 3D space, but also keeps the core in mind and kind of strengthens strengthens it with more movement options and more ways to traverse the map and everything. You can say that with the capture mechanic in Odyssey as well, and the spin, move, and uh, gravity mechanics yeah, of Galaxy. You know they they're all like they're all genius in the way that they you know keep the core in mind, strengthen it while taking it to someplace new. Yeah, even in Bowser's Fury now, you've Giga Cat Mario. You I was going to say, you have Fury Bowser. You have Mega Cat Mario. You have the power up sort of pooling and like inventory system. Uh, the small, the sort of smaller hub world, but also like the, you know, the, the cat shines and the just all sorts of new stuff they've added. It, I don't know. It's just, I don't know if it's literally some sort of mad genius or just amazingly good luck that they've had. It, it's definitely both. It has Maybe to be a bit of both. It has to be a bit of both because, man, it's, well, it's also, nice to see. The, it's also like the luck and genius comes in, too, where they have branched off into those spinoff series. Yeah. Like you, where just, you know, not keeping Mario is just a mainstream platformer game. You have Mario Kart. You have the Mario Sport games. You have... God, now he's 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 representing other games too, like Smash. He's everywhere. The Super Mario yeah. Maker, even like these games yeah. are all huge. And yeah, it's it's a stroke of genius. It's the perfect storm. It really is with Mario, it's, it's and the perfect he's game kind of he's just gonna be Mr. Video Game till the end of time. I think so. Like, like I, I, there's no contention to that. I don't think they really have the recipes for success there. Speaking of recipes for success, unless you have anything else to say about Mario, no, we. No, I, th- Mario, I think we should move Mario on to. Could. Mario good, exactly. Mario good. Speaking of good things, we should move on to Mario's very close working partner, uh, Link. Woo! From the Legend of Zelda series, baby. Uh, this one I have a bit more of a concrete like idea of how it got so big. Yeah. Because you talked about... We're going to go back to the past again. Because you talked about how you know Mario kind of expanded uh, the video game games. World. Yeah, just literally the worlds that you're playing in, Mario made them bigger. And you had multiple of them, and you could move from side to side, and the world was just so much bigger than it was on a single screen before. And then you have Zelda, which takes that to a whole new level. Like, that was the probably the biggest gaming world at the time, right? 
yeah, it has to be up there for sure. Like the Think largest, about, like 1986, yeah, yeah, like the largest playable space. Yeah, like that game was huge back then. It's still huge now. Yeah, to be Zelda honest, one, Zelda one and Zelda two, they yeah, yeah, and it was such a, it was a much more difficult game because the oh, game. Oh yeah, I think that definitely adds to it. Just sends you in, like you have no idea where anything is. There are n- almost no hints. All of the hints are poorly translated. <laughs> And there's so many secrets, and it's just, it really is nuts. It felt like an entire, like, more than any other game before it, it felt like an entirely new world that you were playing yeah. in. Uh, and, you know, uh, I, I keep forgetting their names, you know, who's, ex, you know, responsible for, for Zelda, but... Oh, uh, Anuma. Eiji Anuma. Yeah. And, and Miyamoto, too. He also helped with Zelda. Yeah, I was about to say, Miyamoto and... Miyamoto Onuma. has his hands in every single piece of water here. It's so. true, it's he's, true. He's, he's the best of the best. He he is the the brains behind everything. He but really is. I believe it was one of them that said like they had the idea for Zelda when kind of like looking back on their memories of like exploring caves when they were when they were children, and just that that explorative feeling that it's just someplace new. You have no prior knowledge of it at all, and you're yep. just sent in, and you're gonna go and and just see what's going on. And I feel like that's a fan. That's a fantastic description of what the first Zelda was. Yeah, just complete and utter. Here's a world. Go explore. Go check it. Out. Go check it out. And they have obviously you have a story. You know, you got to go. You know, save the princess. A very, you know, very Mario a very childlike make believe story. You know, in in hindsight, like it's much more complicated now. Obviously, oh yeah, <laughs> and mature and to fit with the times. But breaking it down to its core elements, you know, playing pretend in a cave. You know, it's the same now. It's it, the, again, the core is the same. You, it's, an ex- say, it's an exploration game. It's been expanded, but that core is still there. You know, you're yeah. saving the you're the hero. You're saving the princess in this unex in this completely unexplored land, at least by the player standards. Yes, it's unexplored. And again, like every Zelda game has been. I don't. Again, I don't think there's one Zelda game that you can point to as being like a Sonic 06. Yeah, but I feel like there's a, there's a lot more controversy in the Zelda. Yeah, there's a, there's games. more controversy. Then there is in Mario. Yeah, I mean Mario is going of to exclude good. Yeah, I'm going to exclude the uh, Zelda Zelda CD games. Okay. Because those are those are so bad they're good at this point. Yeah. The the just the memes that come out of those are really good. Also, it's just interesting because midway through its life, they introduce a completely new concept with Wind Waker. It's true. Yeah. The the transition from like Wind Waker and Skyward Sword and, it goes and straight into Twilight Princess which and is Twilight Princess games in the Zelda series. Yeah, like it's definitely more co- controversial than Mario, and people will swear by certain games as like best games ever created, and the and some other people who are in the same fandom will hate that game more than anything. Yeah, but it is. I think that's almost also good in a way because there Even really is because there is a they are all good games i will i will venture to say they are all good games yes and there's like a game for everybody yeah it kind of started with wind waker that little controversy about whether yeah. what what they're doing and yeah. i actually think that the wind waker idea is another reason why it's so popular because now you have two you've you've two iterations of link like they, they say that the link is a reincarnation of he's just a reincarnation every single like time jump or whatever yeah they're but this, like, is, this is real this is really a different link and it is like he's more expressive and 
he is obviously more childlike and yeah you have young link obviously but he's a lot like adult link he's just, the same. Link. He's, he's just he's younger stoic. but this is yeah. this is a different link and i think a lot of people took appeal to that some people hated that and controversy they're talking about zelda so controversy yeah. is kind of good it's good in that hind and good in that way and i hate to bring it all back to breath of the wild but here we are where this is the most different a zelda game's ever been yeah. it's just completely different but again that exploration is still there and it's still built around that exploration and i put i, I thought about i was thinking like, why is like breath of the wild so popular why do so many people love breath of the wild and I think I have my answer. Because for me personally, Breath of the Wild my first ever Zelda game. Almost everything you attempt to do in that game works. Yeah. So that's, that's it's, so it makes every player feel comfortable. Like, oh, I want to climb that rock? I can't. It's not like I'm just running into it. Like, it's a, it's just a closed-off area. Yeah. You, you can do a bunch of things in different ways. And I think that just, it was kind of, I don't want to say revival, because that's not the right word for the Zelda series. It's always been relevant. But... This it was like it was reborn, re- revolutionized. Yes, like Zelda in a new way, in in the open world genre. So much so they're giving it a direct sequel, which hasn't been done since. Which hasn't been done Majora's since Majora's Mask. Yeah, I mean, technically every game could be considered like a sequel, but like a direct yeah. sequel. Yeah, like this is like only who knows how long after, maybe months. Yeah, maybe maybe literally the day after Zelda's yeah. like, I need, I need a haircut. Going into the caves of Hyrule. Day yeah, after I just got saved. I'm a I'm I'm the princess. I can do that. I got stuff to do. But yeah, I can say with confidence that I, in my journeys through YouTube and the online space, I've seen a lot of Zelda creators, and each almost each one has like a different favorite Zelda game. Like some people really like Wind Waker and like Wind Waker, Skyward, Twilight Princess, Breath of the Wild uh majora's mask ocarina almost everyone has a different one that they yeah. say is like on that top pedestal and for me like I-, I don't really like majora's mask that much i like the time limit doesn't really appeal to me i don't know but i love breath of the wild and uh well not wind waker but uh, like i love spirit tracks yeah <laughs> lots of people hate spirit tracks i love spirit tracks but you're gonna play skyward sword here in july that's true. God, the summer is so packed. Yeah, it is. Cannot cannot go over that. But no, I, I never thought about that with uh, Breath of the Wild in the way that you just said it. Like everything you do, try like it works. It's pretty much like it just works. It, it just works. It's great. Link can do anything in that game. Like anything you want, you, you can do. Yeah, obviously, like there's the, obviously there's limits. Like you can't just go straight. You can't just jump right off the <laughs> great plateau and into the game. Like you yeah. have to learn. You have to learn mechanics first. But once you get once you once you get past that point, is yeah. You're, you're completely on the driving seat. Which is I nice. feel like Zelda is probably the idealized version of Sonic almost because Zelda has been and done so many different things with their games. Talk, we even need to talk about Zelda and the Zelda series. Yeah, I mean, there's not much to talk about. She's just there. He's she's mostly just there. Like we don't really get to play with her as much, which uh, might, be, change, which might yeah. be changing. Hopefully, in the sequel, maybe hopefully, and in Spirit Tracks, you could. So another point towards Spirit Tracks. But I feel like, you know, Zelda, like the Legend of Zelda games, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll say that, have done almost what Sonic has done. They've really taken Link and, and their worlds to many, many different places. Yeah. And they've done many different things, like re- redefining the Zelda series almost every time. It's somehow that it just worked better, mm-hmm. you know? Like they put it into a completely different art style for wind waker and still did good i mean it was controversial but it did great and now yeah. people love that game 
they did, you know, the uh, they did Breath of the Wild, obviously. Even completely. in recent memory, even in recent memory, Link's Awakening, completely different art style. Then they go straight to a Warriors game, which yeah, still oh yeah, that's sells right. really well. Warriors as well, right? It's not like they have like party. Zelda doesn't really have party games no, like there's Mario, no, so. No. They haven't expanded as much as Mario has, but somehow it almost feels like Zelda's branches have been more different than Mario's branches, which is kind of weird. Even though, yeah. even though Mario ventures into entirely new genres, Zelda's ventures in within the same RPG genres feel more distinct than Mario's do, which is kind yeah. of, at least in my head, that's that's what I think of it. But I feel I feel the same way. And just to close off with the Zelda talk, then we'll move on to yeah. a more interesting one. I think. Yeah. Yeah. As far as, like, different series goes, the one series I feel like everyone really wants to give, to give a shot at is Paper Zelda. Because Paper Mario is just oh. sucking recent memory. Paper Zelda would be definitely interesting. Yeah, we didn't even mention Paper Mario. That's probably right now the weakest link of all the Mario games is Paper Mario. But again, like... P- people still love it. It's them. still good. Like, I mean, I don't like it too much, but... I don't... Yeah, Origami no, King is still all right, you know? It's okay. It's not like, great, but it's... It's high quality at the very you, least. Yeah, people are begging the A Thousand Year Door to come to the Switch. Yeah, like A Thousand Year Door, again, people count as one of the best games of all time. Yeah, it's so. certainly up there. But yeah, Zelda, again, the core stayed the same. You've diff- every, It's an exploration game. Like That's what is its core, it's what it's always been, and that's what is continued to be. Here's the interesting one I want to talk about, and I think we're, we can be in sync here. Pokemon. Okay. Why is Pokemon so successful? Just some facts about Pokemon real quick. Um, Tyler, remind me. Oh. Where, is, where is it on the highest grossing media? Where is that ball on that on that list? If memory serves me right, Colby, and it rarely does, but I think this time it might. Uh, it is the highest grossing media franchise of all time, maybe? So one. <laughs> so number one, yeah. Okay, uh, so number by one. How, by how a, a, comfortable, large, large, a comfortable margin. By a comfortable margin is just sitting on the throne right now. But the highest selling game in the series is still the first games, Red and Blue. But oh, why is but why is it so well, why is it still relevant? Obviously, it, when we talk about spin-offs, there's no bigger spin-off franchise. They have everything. They have movies, TV shows, cards. Good God knows what, like board games, like everything. I was about to say they have, they have everything. Yeah, with merchandising, they have they are the kings. With just branching out in the video game service, we have uh, the Ranger games, the Mystery Dungeon games. You have pinball, you have Tetris or something. Gotcha games. Yeah, you have Masters. You have Go for God's sake. God, that that go. Titan. Uh, in terms of branching out and doing different things successfully. Snap, we need to mention the Snap. Yeah, we have Snap. That's coming out very soon. This this series is the king of, of branching out. And, and in, yeah. in recent memory, it's been a lot more controversial than it had been before. Like And it had been before, yeah. Red, Red and Blue, universally loved. Gold and Silver, I think universally loved. The remakes of those games, universally loved. Holland Region, give or take, still universally loved. Too Sino, much water. People, too much water, biggest complaint. <laughs> still really cool legend probably gave us the coolest legendary up to that point in Rayquaza. yeah then you have Sinnoh games you know a little slower is little, the main little slower but still you'd love black and white i have not seen i've not met one person who does not like the black and white games not anymore anyway it got no. a lot of flack way back when for the pokemon designs but no one really no subscribes to that argument anymore because so six seven eight have been more 
of the controversial in the main series, and then it's, obviously you've sword yeah. shield, which is I was about to say, because uh, it follows a predictable pattern. Like a new generation will come out, and there's a big amount of controversy around it. Yeah, and then as you go on, you get a lot of nostalgia for that game. Like X yep. and Y, I'm starting to see is coming around. I've seen a lot of a lot more love for Sun and Moon lately than I have in the past, and I assume Sword and Shield will get the same treatment, even though, you know. Like already, you guys can if you guys have watched this episode or these episodes for a while, you have seen my opinion slowly fluctuate and change to where like I am all right with Sword and Shield right now. Uh, I still think there are ways that it could have been better, and I still think that it's a bit silly that they released certain aspects as they did. But you know, I'm not super like up in arms about it anymore, and I feel like that's just that's almost like a constant of Pokemon is that cycle of no apprehension controversy and then just nostalgia liking the game because it's because it's a pokemon game as far as not changing the core of pokemon (laughs) the mainline pokemon games are all the same every it's just just where you are it's different eight gym leaders four elite four members one champion there's only one game that there's only one game that deviates from that and it's quite possibly the best game in the entry in heart gold and soul silver and there's also uh alola which didn't have which had which was very different oh it's true yeah island trials uh and that one again is getting more love a lot more now than before Mm -hmm. uh but yeah i think there's a much stronger thread to follow for how pokemon got so big yeah we always say it's it's pokemon it's pokemon it's pokemon well how did it get to be pokemon yeah so again we're gonna go back to the past and we're gonna talk about how pokemon just blew the lid off of everything all the established I, norms. I want to say 1996. It was it was 90s, right. I believe. Yes, I can check right now. But like RPGs at the time, like normal RPGs, you know, you're usually in a fantasy world. You are uh, fighting 90, monsters. What? 98. God damn it. 98. Oh so wait, close. no. Uh, in the United, so 90, 1996 role playing games that released in 98. So they started development in 96. Right. Okay. So close. But, yeah, RPGs are normally fantasy at that time. Normally, you know, you're fighting the monsters and you're killing them for XP and you're working towards, you know, your final goal. Yeah, this definitely wasn't the first monster catcher game. Well, actually, I think it was. Well, as far as because I think that's I think that's the reason. Like, this is a game you're in modern time, so you can more faithfully insert yourself into this story. And instead of just killing these monsters, you can catch them, raise and add them to your team and have them fight for you. Like, what kind of childlike dream is that? You have a personal army of these creatures. Yeah. That, that fight for every, you. Yeah, it's every kid's dream. It It's wild. Like, the Pokemania was insane because I feel like you can just form a you can form a more personal bond with many different Pokemon, you know? It's a very personal experience. <laughs> we have personal attachment to Pokemon now. like Yeah, like, I was about to say, we, we swear by Chikorita. To the death. To the death. <laughs> uh, but, like, yeah, like, everyone remembers their first Pokemon. Everyone. Uh, and, you know, you will... The games are so flexible, and, like, the Pokemon you can encounter, and the different... And the millions and billions of possible different teams that every single person could create... Uh, you know, the really clutch moments that one Pokemon pulls off. Uh, yeah, that, that critical you know, hit you get. Just out of pure chance. Like, it forms, you know, like, personal bonds with the Pokemon that you yeah. get. 
And I think that's a really big reason is why it became so popular. Yeah, a big part uh, of that is being able to name your character, like you. Like, it's yeah, you put yourself saying. in that world, literally. And I think you're leaving out a pretty big part here. Every mainline Pokemon game on a handheld. It's true. You can take it with you. you. You can take it with you anywhere. One of the main appeals of the Switch was always present in the Pokemon series from day one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, it was definitely crazy because, you know, you add into the fact that you were in this world, maybe like, oh, I was on a trip this place and this happened. And, you know, that forms more memories for you. I think that's why Pokemon has been so founded on nostalgia. You know, everyone says like, oh, Pokemon, you know, only has nostalgia now. I don't think that's a horrible thing to be fair, but like Pokemon has a big amount of nostalgia. It's because those memories that the memories using this franchise are easier to retain, I think. For sure. Definitely. Because you know, of the you know, just the circumstances that it was created and the circumstances of wherever you personally are in every single person's life. Uh, that can be said for many video games, but I think Pokemon does it part- captures those memories particularly well. Yeah, for sure. Especially earlier on. Uh and then you, it's crazy because you have the one-two punch of red and blue and yellow being like super really, like super revolutionary, even though obviously now they are very much outdated. But yeah, back yeah. in the day, again, capturing monsters, putting them on your team, battling other people with other teams of monsters, performing your own personal teams that could be totally different from your neighbors or whatever. It's great because yeah, I feel like that sense of individuality is just super uh, key to Pokemon. Uh, and then you have... The kind of the 1.5 punch, like the little like rib jab of the anime being really good, and a lot of what we grew still up as going, right? kids, yeah, it's still going to this day on on Netflix as as Pokemon Journeys, uh, the longest running anime of all time. I'm pretty sure it has to be. Uh, but then you have the real big like this is the two punch Heart Gold Soul Silver, which was basically double the content. Of the first game, or sorry, yeah, not heart, not heart, gold, soul, silver, gold, silver, the original, yeah, gold and silver, and then, then the sister games came in, which had more content than even the primary right. games. I mean, you, you have, have yellow, which followed the plot of the anime more closely, yeah, or at least had more anime elements, and then you have crystal, which was a bit different in the fact that it had the Suicune storyline, but still had you know all that content from before. For sure, and it, it's nuts because again, Pokemon probably already felt like a big world at that point. Uh, or at least a, a pretty standard-sized world, you know? You know, you have yep. multiple towns in the regions. Like, for RPGs at the time, that was probably a pretty standardly-sized world. But then you have Harkle and Soul Silver, which has the entire region from the previous game, including this entirely new one. Like, that's nuts. That's crazy. And I heard in interviews that that was going to be the last Pokemon game. Harkle and Soul Silver? Yeah, at the time, they were thinking, like, all right, this will be the last one. And then I think that's when it really exploded. Yeah, it came back on the scene. So you'd platinum that same generation. Well, no, because that was... That was in 4. I'm talking about Gold Silver right now. Oh, Gold Silver. Yeah, sorry, the originals. Okay, sorry, uh, yeah. I think that's when it really started picking up. Like, the, instead of the curve being just a, like a flat linear increase, it was exponentially increasing after Gold. Uh, at least that's what I've gleaned from, like, content videos and things like that obviously not from personal experience i those games came out before i was even born yeah 2000 (laughs) so but yeah i think after that the rest is really history i think after that point they had the recipe for success and they just rolled with it you know they the main gameplay the main gameplay of pokemon is the same like on, on the surface mechanically 
pretty different. Uh, you know, move sets, type advantages and disadvantages, new types being added, uh, weaknesses being tweaked, held items, all sorts of crazy stuff they add. But it's on the same framework: six Pokemon, uh, four moves, and then you just fight. You have all right. Here we go. So thirty-one point three eight four red, green, and blue on the Game Boy. That's three games, but still, you get the point. Yeah. Gold and silver by themselves. Uh, Game Boy Color, 23.1 million. Sword and Shield is third. Probably going to... I don't know if it'll get the gold and silver. It's still three million away, but 20 million. Diamond Pearl is fourth. Let's go. 17.6. X and Y, 16.4. Ruby and Sapphire, 16.2. So a little bit of a dip there. So we went from... Started off hot. Dipped a little bit, dipped a little bit, then came back up with Diamond Pearl. Love it. Uh, Sun and Moon, 16, black and white, 15.6. Yellow, which you just talked about, alone, so hold on, (laughs) 14.6. Omega Ruby, Alpha Sapphire, 14.3. Let's go, 13. Heart Gold, Soul Silver, 12.7. And then Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, didn't even get 9 million, 8.89. Yeah. But, oh man, it's weird to see Heart Gold down there a little. I mean that's probably like comfortably the most I think comfortably is most the most content in any of the yeah, games. Yeah, com- absolutely comfortably has the most content, but huh, it's wild, man. I I cannot believe that this game that this franchise has been just the top media franchise. Yeah. It is insane. Like how does that even happen? It's the top media franchise? Not not even close either. Like when you start thinking about that scale, it's just incomprehensible almost yeah it's it's not even close it's comfortably the top i was about to say it's very it's this one's pretty easy to see why it stayed up there because everything just kind of like they made they were so successful with the first with like with their main line that they can recreate the formula almost exactly and still sell just as much so now they're free to comfortably branch out without risk. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Here's like, a here's here's a breakdown. Uh, whenever you're done, I, I have a breakdown of their yeah. Total I, was gonna, I was just gonna say it's it's like Disney. Like they're so successful, they could fail multiple times over and be totally fine. Mm-hmm. So, like you know, people were like, "Oh, if that boycott for Sword and Shield actually went through," which obviously it did not. No. Uh, they would still be fine completely comfortably. So I just think they got it right, right from the start. And they just rolled with that. They just rolled with that for the rest of the time that they were doing it. And that's why it's so popular today. I'm just, I'm just going through the, uh, (laughs) from your nervous, from your nervous laughter. (laughs) Yeah. It's not even close. Uh, (laughs) here's some reference for Nintendo. Uh, the Wii series, all the Wii games, uh, 12.3 billion is the is the total revenue there. The Final Fantasy series, 11.9 billion is the total revenue there. I haven't seen Zelda yet. I'm scrolling down pretty low, but Sonic's 7.36 million. Again, so we'll go up a little bit higher now, where we have uh, the entire MCU, 32.32 billion. Yeah. Call of Duty is $27 billion. Uh, we have Mario, $34.8 billion. So, see where we're going here? You know, comfortable numbers. Uh, yeah. Pokemon, $100 billion. Licensed merchandise, 
licensed merchandise alone is $76 billion. Video games, $22.7 billion. Box office, $1.8 billion. Home entertainment, $144 million. Strategy guidebooks, $142 million. It's just yeah, incomprehensible. It's terrifying almost. The second closest is Hello Kitty at 84.5. So a smooth $15.5 billion behind <laughs> Pokemon. And Pokemon is as popular as it's ever been right now. We just got done talking about Sword and Shield. I was going to say, third. Sword and Shield is third. That's insane. The most controversial game to date, and it's third, and Snap is right around the corner. It's just going to keep going up. Yeah. it's. I feel like it's going to be a while. Bar something apocalyptic happening in that company, yeah. Pokemon's not going anywhere. No, it never will. And, yeah, it just makes complete... It's just... It's insane how simply and completely how completely it makes sense that they did that it got to that point i think <laughs> i just i don't even know why we're like stopping a snap uh brilliant diamond shining pearl later this year legends yeah. arceus next year which is hyped up to be guess what breath of the wild of pokemon and yeah i mean it's, legend it's, ne- it's never gonna stop yeah again even if legend of arceus flops totally fine oh yeah they have, they have some room to miss they, they have 15 billion dollars of revenue to totally be fine yeah they're, they're good yeah. It's a wonder that we don't get. It's a wonder that we don't get lower quality games. Honestly, honest to God, yeah. Like I'm not saying you know, you know, be thankful we get anything at all. Like a father mad at his child or anything, but <laughs> an arc <laughs> that that did have an arc. But even still, like it's just insane. It's it's hard to think about this franchise when you start putting numbers to it. Yeah, it's but, nuts. All right, so that's Nintendo's big. Well, previous big three, anyway. Mm-hmm. Did, did you have anything else because those are the only three i thought of since this is a mainly I, nintendo thing yeah i there's others but they aren't on that same scale yeah i mean i feel like the only one that comes close like third party wise is probably call of duty i was i was just thinking nintendo smash bros maybe, oh i mean smash bros is that's well, pretty self-explanatory again i think that's pretty self-explanatory you take a bunch of other great video game characters and you make them beat the shit out of each other everyone loves that yeah that's for sure best part that's the yeah, that's definitely up there. And yeah. it's not even done yet. We're we're getting as crazy now as we have ever, ever been with that. Yeah, I mean, I I've, we've talked about Call of Duty before on this podcast, though, a little yeah, bit. Like whenever we very, reference very sales early num- on. Yeah, whenever we reference sales numbers, though, like top for the month. Whenever we have it's to talk about there. that, it's always there. And you know, we we kind of pass it by, but I think it also makes a lot of sense for why, because it's the ultimate casual video game. It really is. It's the ultimate casual video game. Like Obviously, milit- you have the competitive side, but... Yeah, but that's not really as, as you big. Of, you kind of as, go out of your way to find the competitive players. Yeah, I mean, you have, you know, FaZe Clan, all the trick-shotting people, but they're not... At least back in the day, they weren't strictly competitive players. They are just players who could do cool stuff. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I think, you know, military-style operations is pretty easy to translate to video games because mm-hmm. uh, you can make crazy set pieces and but still be grounded in somewhat of reality. Uh and it's, you know, it's military stuff. It's you shoot guns at people. It's something everyone can, like, know and get behind and can pick up a game and play, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, the content that the game is based around, you know, military-style gunplay, I think that's probably part of the reason that it stayed so uh, big throughout the years. Also, just the fact that I think it was a lot of, like... Uh, you know, my friend has this game, so I'm going to get this game. Sort that's of thing. All, that's all. That's all it is for ages 11 through like 15. Yeah, because like I got an Xbox and I got Black Ops 2 because my friends got it. 
Because every single one of my friends had it. It's, it's kind of like Minecraft, too. Like, every single yeah. person had Minecraft, so I got Minecraft, too. And I feel like that just happened for an entire generation of people. So I feel like that's why Call of Duty's been up there as well, is that this very casual, friendly game just really hit the mark. And because a great number of people had it, a great number of those people's friends also got it to play with them, and it just com- compounded, you know? And now, now they're familiar with it, so now when the next entry comes out, they want to play it because they want to play it with their friends. I feel like the multiplayer of COD is it's its lifeblood, essentially. So that's the only other third party I wanted to talk about, uh, but it has a pretty short explanation, on, at least on my, in my opinion, it does. You brought up even one you bit. got Call of even you got Call of Duty and yeah, no, that's saying something too. Uh, <laughs> I'm just um, you did bring up one that I think is interesting, just because it's. It's an icon now. It's a staple in gaming. That's Minecraft. You know what? That is true. Like I haven't, I haven't even thought about talking about that. Like we just got done talking about Pokemon, where it, as far as that, as far as that um, genre goes, that's the biggest it's ever gonna get. Yeah, Minecraft, I mean, Minecraft is, is the highest selling high, Minecraft game ever. Is the highest selling video game singular of all time. Again, comfortably, <laughs> like comfortably. I think Tetris is the one that it that it beat out. Uh, yeah, but before. even then, Tet- even then, Tetris has had like a ton of rebranding. It all falls under the same category. There's just one Minecraft game. There, just there's Minecraft. just one Minecraft, and you have dungeons, obviously, and all that. But there's just one Minecraft. Game. I mean, there have been probably professional studies on why Minecraft has been successful. There's like, theses. Fr- I was about to say, I'm sure people have wrote their college thesis on like this game and its various uh, aspects and how it got so big and the history of it and all, but. I think it falls under the same as like Call of Duty. Like it came out, and it was very simple, but very open and very malleable to a player's individual sense, which I said was very important in Pokemon. It's just the individuality that a game can achieve that that can feel personal to you, uh, and the fact that, that can be replicated for millions and millions of people is a testament to its genius. It is, and so you know you get the game, you recommend it to a friend, and. It just becomes the most popular game to have. Uh, and then, again, that just compounds. Once the game gets popular, I think it has... like That is an inflection point where it can either fall off completely or really start to compound and get exponential growth, which obviously Minecraft definitely did. Yep. I believe I don't... For some reason, this memory is like seeping out of my head, much like most of my other memories, but, you know... Uh, there was like a lull in Minecraft or whatever. Like there was, I remember there being a there being a distinct like people talking about the comeback of Minecraft. But I yeah, never I even, feel like that's I never a remember you have every two years. <laughs> yeah, I never remember like it ever falling off at all. Really, I, I don't either. I think it was more like it was the comeback of people realizing how good of a game Minecraft was. Because I think there was a time where people like memed on the game a lot. How special it is, to be honest. Yeah, how special the game is. I feel like there was a time where people were like kind of memeing on it, kind of jazzing it, kind of like not really, you know, they didn't have too much of respect for it. Yeah. Uh, but then, you know, there was like, I think there was like a YouTube renaissance for Minecraft content, and it's just stronger than it's ever been. I've talked about like the next generation of Minecraft content creators on the site, and it's. Yeah. Like t- you, got, you got people like Tommy in it, and you got Philza and Wilbur, and like they have millions. And Dream, for God's sake, like <laughs> the most 
the just the fastest growing YouTuber ever. He got he's the only one I've ever seen where he has multiple videos that have over a million likes. Yeah, it's wild. It's insane. Like I just saw his most recent his most recent video released just like a few days ago has a 1.8 million likes, not views, likes. That's crazy. Like it's it's almost a cult. Yeah. And I don't know. I I just feel like it kind of I feel like Minecraft almost goes without explanation as well cuz everyone's almost in agreement about it now. Yeah, I think those are the big ones, and I do have the highest-selling video game list in front of me right now. Uh, the gap between one and two is 60, 60 million sales. Holy, is that bigger than the other gaps on that list? So, okay, I'll take a look. Gap between two and three is 40. Gap between t- three and four is about 18. Gap between four and five is 12. Gap between five and six is 12. All right, and that kind so. of thins out there. But yeah, Minecraft, 200 million sales. Uh, uh, Grand Theft Auto V is actually second at 140, which is. Oh, shocking. really? Yeah. Okay. Is Tetris I, I, even I, on there anymore? Tetris is three. There's two okay. Tetris versions EA and Nintendo. Half the games on this list were either pu- developed or published by Nintendo. Big reps. I mean, that's. Uh, taking over the world, man. Yeah, Eventually, we, it's going to be Nintendo versus Disney for like the ownership of the planet. It is. We all right. We can close it out with talking about the games we discussed on this list. Yeah. The original Super Mario Bros., which got re-released a bunch of times, arcade, the Duck Hunt bundle, all that stuff. Fifty-eight million sales, still very impressive. That is the second highest-selling Nintendo game ever, behind Wii Sports, which is eighty-three million. Yep. Uh, right behind Super Mario Bros. is Pokemon. Yeah, gr- <laughs> red, green, blue, and yellow. All those games plus their remasters. I'm pretty sure. Forty-seven million. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Mario Kart 8 and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. 41,860,000. That's number 10. They're never going to make another Mario Kart game again. They really shouldn't. Mario Kart Wii. Mario Kart 8 2 is what they're going to call it. Mario Kart Wii is 12 at 37 million. Just going to breeze through these Nintendo ones real quick. Terraria, 14. There you go, Tyler. Let's fucking go. Uh, Wii Sports Resort, 33 million. (laughs) Animal Crossing New Horizons, 31 million. New Super Mario Bros., 31 million. New Super Mario Bros. Wii, 30 million. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, I think, is that Call of Duty's first appearance on this list? Yes, it is. Call of Duty's first appearance comes at 19 at 30 million, through four-way tie for 13, with um, Elder Scrolls, Diablo 3, and The Witcher 3. Pokemon Gold, Silver, Crystal, 29 million. Duck Hunt, 20, 28 million. Wii Play, 28 million. Super Mario World, uh, 26 million. That's the 1990 version. Yep. Um, Modern Warfare 3, Black Ops, original Black Ops. Modern Warfare 3 is still the best game, in my opinion. 26 million. Uh, Sun, Moon, Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, 25 million. Uh, yeah, Diamond Pearl Platinum, 24 million. Super Mario Bros. 3, 24 million. Black Ops 2, 24 million. Uh, quick shout out here. Sonic the Hedgehog, 23, 24 million. Hey, there he is. Mar- Mario Kart DS, 23.6. Breath of the Wild, 23. Uh, Super Mario 64 and Super Mario 64's Yes, uh, around 23. Smash Ultimate, almost at 23. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2, round up to 23. Uh, Pokemon Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald, 22.5. Pokemon Sword and Shield, 20. Super Mario Odyssey, 20. And then I think that's it, yeah, for the games that we talked about and some Nintendo series. So, yeah. That's uh, a lot of money and that's a, a lot of <laughs> video games. That's a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> almost two-thirds of the American population would own Minecraft. That's nuts. That is nuts. <laughs> it's Speaking of Sonic, actually... 
the Sonic website, I think, updated their art for the 30th yeah, anniversary. So could Maybe. be something coming. I know yeah. I know Games Cage on Twitter thinks there's oh. an anniversary game coming. Oh yeah, Colors Remastered, baby. Dude, bring it. I am I'm I would get I would get Colors Remastered. You should. It's great. I'd do it. I, I want you to get I it. I know who wouldn't, but I'd do it. <laughs> I don't know why he wouldn't. We're I'll I'll convince him to buy that game too. Monster <laughs> Hunter and Sonic Colors are gonna be his next fucking Switch Dude. games. Uh, is, that, is that everything we've got? I think so. Uh obviously that section was a, at least on my part because you had you know you had research behind yours but for me it was more uh a little wishy-washy logic like not nothing concrete but i think everything just, makes sense it, just it, speaking it, from the heart listen if uh, there's if we can if we can just attest it to one thing it's luck i you know i've been feeling like luck has had a fact looking on things as i get older i feel like luck is a lot more of an important uh, trait in life in anything than yeah. I'd, I'd ever thought it was when I was younger. It's ridiculous how just things happen like that. How it's things you really luck. just have to cross your fingers and hope. And yeah. Sometimes it lasts, apparently. Yeah. And, those, and, 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 th- and those games got their wishes. It's true. And then some. And, th- and then and then a lot. And then so much more. <laughs> everything. They got everything after. Literally, like, Pokemon is... Ugh, the the actual size I still can't like my brain is having a hard time processing how big it is but a good discussion I think a good a good long good discussion I think so as well I mean I feel like in the future what other I don't know I, I wonder if in the future if any of these games are going to be if any of those franchises are ever going to like be replaced or die out I don't think we've Mario, ever seen Zelda, much of that. Call of Duty or Minecraft. Like in our lifetime, do you think any of them will like die out or be replaced? Die off completely? If I had to pick one, because we we don't really know. We could be at the begin. We could be at the relative beginning of like the gaming age. Really? Yeah, we could. Like be. what? Nineteen? Like the nineteen late nineties? Late 1900s, rather. Yeah, like late, you know, 80s and 90s was the start, really. Yeah, Mario came out in 85, and that was kind of just the start of it. Yeah, so the the console generation, anyway. It's almost like imagining, like, YouTubers that you've watched since since you were children, like, some, like, grow old and stop stop doing what they're doing. That would be like, yeah, if Captain Sparkles just stopped doing YouTube. I mean, it, it's just kind of weird to imagine because, like, as I'm aging, I'm realizing that everything is aging around me. I'm like, is how are things going to change? Because it feels like it feels like these things are so big that they could never. But I really have no idea. I mean, I if I had to pick one, I think it'd be Minecraft. But I don't know. I don't know either. Like, I think I think there's been a thing where someone said they want, or one of the developers said they want Minecraft to become to be a 100 year game, like to last for that long. <laughs> We're in year uh, 10 year anniversaries later this year for Minecraft, so we'd be 10 percent of the way there. 10 percent of the I, way there. It's not slowing down, and I don't, no, none of these are. I think, ironically enough, the. The least popular game we talked about was Zelda. I think so too. But then, I mean, we have like, Breath of the Wild uh, two coming out, so which is yeah, one of the most anticipated games in my lifetime. 
I was gonna say that's not slowing down at least re- in recent years. So no, and they just re and they just revolutionized that franchise. They're all safe. I feel like we're getting we're getting existential here. <laughs> They're all safe. at the end of the episode. We'll, we'll do a podcast episode in forty years, and we'll just revisit this episode. Where we predicted which franchises will hey, die. Hey See everybody, them. welcome back to the Switched Up Podcast. I have chronic back pain, but we're still <laughs> talking about how Mario is the how Pokemon is the highest grossing media franchise of all time. You know, I have three kids now and I just bought my son's first video game and it's Mario Odyssey Remastered. And I just had to text Tyler. We had to come on and talk about how Mario we is had still to relevant in. <laughs> in the year 2050. Oh my God. It's going to be a wild ride, y'all. And I think we'll, I think we might stick around for it. Wouldn't you say, Colby? Yeah, we will. I, you can't get off the hype train now. I was about to say, once you're a gamer, you never go back. So. No, you are just locked in for life. I was about to say, uh, I'm glad you joined uh, us when you did. <sighs> yeah, right. Nintendo did the thing where they just grab you by the balls and <laughs> don't let you go. Grab you grab you by your throat and just choke slam you into Breath of the Wild. It's like, oh, you're stuck here now. Yeah, uh, it's, yeah, they, yeah, that's exactly what happened. <laughs> 40 years Fire Emblem is going to be the gaming mask. Oh my god, when Three Houses re- Remaster comes, I'm first in line. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm I'm that I would I would camp out for that game, I think. Speaking of, I don't know. Maybe this is an hour an hour 30. It's it was fine. Good... It's fine. Come on. Let, let them know what you're thinking. Let the audience hear you. Cole. All right, fine. I'll toss on something here at the end if you want to y'all want to stick around for some lovely conversation. Go ahead, go ahead. When are we going to get our next console remaster? console remaster like a super nintendo entertainment system remastered uh, or Nite- like oh, the next okay. in line is six- 64 64 is next you know, I what, know. I, I, if, if we just skip the 64 and just go straight to the gamecube fine with it do you think they would do you think they'll even do that like where does it stop the wii like they're not do you think which one do you think would be the last Because this is the transition God. to 3D. I don't know. Because we just re-released 64, Mario 64, on the Switch. Yeah, we did. I'm just saying, like, consoles, though. Because you get Ocarina of Time. You get 64 in its original state. I don't know. But I just want GameCube remastered. That's really what this comes down to. You want, you want, I, I, you want Double Dash, don't you? Oh, That's all you God. want. Oh, my God. Yeah, I want Double Dash so <laughs> badly in my life. I, I Not even that. GameCube, like, I had a GameCube. I don't have any more big regret. But... yeah. GameCube was loaded. That library was loaded with games. You had the Metroid original, Prime. You had Metroid Prime, Luigi's Mansion, the first one. You had Mar. You'd um Mario Sunshine. Sunshine, Majora's Mask, and Twilight Princess. Technically, Wind Waker. Wind Waker was on there as well. You had Double Dash. Double Dash. You had a, another game slip in my mind right now, but regardless, the library is stacked. Uh, Fire Emblem. You had, I believe, oh was Radiant, Radiant Dawn. It was Radiant Dawn. The Path of Radiance. I think it might have been game. Path of Raisin, the the, bla- the the second of the two Blazing Blade games. Right. Um, what else did you have on there? I think I already said um, Sunshine, but yeah, you did. Yeah, I mean, even that library alone, like period. If you like period that right there, that's it's loaded. Immense. That's crazy. Melee. You had melee. Oh, of course, melee. <laughs> melee. That 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 is just a loaded library, and I would do a lot. You'd super, super strikers. That was a game I was thinking of. There you go. The That's first, good. yeah, all the Mario Sport games. Yeah, it's just all those. I just need them back in my life right now in their original state. And plus, that controller is like awesome. They're still making iterations of that controller to this day. Yeah, for mainly for Smash Brothers, but yeah, but still a fantastic controller. Uh, 
I don't know. I, I don't, I don't I really, know where it I ends. really cannot see a 64 remaster. That's the thing. Just because it enters the 3D era and we're already there? Yeah, I really don't know. For some reason, I can't justify it, but I just can't see it. I don't know why. I have a super. I have a remastered SNES, and it has 17 <sighs> games on it. Yeah. Uh, most notably, Super Mario World. I think A Link to the Past. Uh, super Metroid. Have you played A Link to the Past? I've played through it. Uh, some of it. I haven't really gone that far into it. Uh, Final Fantasy 3. It has, I think, Super Mario Kart is the one it's called. The does one it have like a Secret of Mana on it? Yes, it does. Okay. Because that, that remaster is coming out soon. Or that the, remake's coming out soon. The, the newest F-Zero game. Uh, just kidding. But <laughs> That's, That was a good one. That was good. Yeah, it has all those games on there. And I just think... I, I don't know. I think a 64 remaster would sell well, but I do kind of see your point where it's like, no, you're entering the 3D era, and I already have these Switch games that are a thousand times better in quality. So why why wouldn't I just play those? Yeah, I don't know, man. I just... For some reason, I can't see it. I know. I think this might be the end of those remastered consoles for Nintendo. For a while, anyway. Yeah. Because they just remastered the Sega Genesis recently, too. They did. But that's the same they thing. Did? They did? Yeah, yeah they did. Oh. The Sega, the last great Sega console, and then you get into the Dreamcast, which was a disaster. Dreamcast just had Sonic Adventure. That was it. Sonic Adventure Two, and that was really it. That was then it just died. Yeah, and then it just died. It's yeah, true. Then, it had a screen on the controller, I think, which was which is a first. Yeah, I like, think it. Did, I think it did too. Paving the way for the Switch. The Switch way the back Switch. when. Thanks, paving Sega. The way, paving the way for the Wii U. Oh yeah, man. Even in there, even in there, like. Even in their very, uh, you know, we're we're putting on a stretch to say like, oh, it influenced Nintendo, and it we we, we immediately went to the worst console. Sega can't <laughs> win. The Wii U, <laughs> yeah, good God. Well, oh, good job, Sega. You you indirectly led to the Wii U. Oh, <laughs> oh the crowd started booing. Ah, oh, but <laughs> never mind. Yeah, but I don't know. I think I I hope Sega delivers on this something good god just give us something i mean second sonic movie is in production I, knuckles looks great yeah he doesn't I have a body I, I don't know why they i don't know why it's not uganda knuckles i don't know how he didn't make the cut for the i don't know if he gets written in it all there is listen to me they put sanic in the first sonic movie uganda knuckles will make an appearance somehow I will be first there at the theater to see i it. promise you it will i will stand up and cheer when i see uganda yeah there are a lot of set photos for that they, uh, their models look amazing. They do. Knuckles it's is kinda huge. Cra- it's kind of crazy how far they've come, like the first Sonic model all the way to now, where he I looks like want, really I, good. I wonder. Again, I still think that was a marketing stunt. I am, I'm going to take that to the grave. I think that redesign was a total marketing stunt. To get people to talk about him? Yeah, for sure. But I, assuming it wasn't, I wonder how the designs of Tails and Knuckles would have looked if oh, they God. were allowed to keep Sonic the same. Tails is just like a, Tails is just like a Slim Jim. Was Tails it? is like Fantastic Mr. Fox. Oh my God! Style and Knuckles would be you got Knuckles then. How so, how? Oh my God! Better movie, better movie. But how? Like, is everyone back for that movie? Like, is Car- is Jim Carrey back? Is um, yeah, is Schwartz uh, yeah. back as Sonic? Yep. Yeah, and I believe everyone's know, back. Do we, human characters the, back do we know who the voice actors are for Tails and Knuckles or no? I'm sure we know the one for Tails because. That he, he had at the lines end. at the end uh, of the song. I, I don't remember who it was though. Uh, 
but I'll look it up. I was about to say voice actor for Tails in Sonic movie. Uh, but people have been saying like, oh, you know, it's Boom, it's Sonic Boom Knuckles is going to be in uh, the new movie. Oh, Colin O'Shaughnessy, that's a name. Yeah, I, I, I recognize it, that name for sure. It is a name. I recognize that. As I was but, say, look up on like I I am DP, the the voice actor site. I forget like yeah. the reference site. I still haven't seen the first song. I gotta see it. Like, oh yeah, I, I did that. I did that really. I did that review. Yeah, that relatively I got, angry review. <laughs> yeah, I gotta see it. Like I I've, heard, I've I've only heard like the again the nostalgia thing. I've only heard good things. You know it. It's a good movie. The the things I talked about were probably nitpicky. Uh, yeah, Sonic fan, Nick Picky, I get it. Yeah, I was about to say, like, I, I channel my inner Sonic fan. I got really nitpicky with that review, but I still love the movie. Uh, it, it's really good. Does he, it's does, so good. Does Knuckles have a power? He's he's, he's not he's, fast. He's very strong. Okay. He's, he's a meat. He's a big strong boy. Is his? He's, he's is a meathead. Uh, he can also glide in the air. Like, uh, that's his power in the game. You jump and you kind of like go into a glide. Uh, in a downward angle. We need the- uh, and he can also climb walls with his spiky knuckles. Uh, and he can also like dig through the ground and do like drill shit. We need uh, the Sonic multiverse to just be ripped open by Dr. Eggman. What is interesting, though, what is interesting, though, is because Knuckles is canonically the guardian of the Master Emerald. Oh, my God. Yes. So we could be getting Chaos Emeralds in this movie. So can- so and Sonic's the only one that can wield them? No, anyone can wield them. All three of those guys have super forms that they can use with the Chaos Emeralds. I don't know a lot about Sonic lore here. Yeah, I mean, there isn't much. It's it's so fluctuating, like we've said in the past, that it's hard to come up with any this, mo- this movies are These movies are going to straighten them out. These, that- these, movie, these movies are the probably the most concrete Sonic lore we have. Is that slated for 2022? I, I feel horrible saying I don't know so much, but I really don't know. I saw someone was like, since Knuckles in the movie, they're going to make the title Son- This is the Adventure of Sonic oh, 2 and Knuckles. Oh, yes. So, Sonic 2 and Knuckles. And Knuckles. I'd be really surprised. Based on the stuff and the jokes they made in the first movie, I am surprised that they didn't do that. They will definitely make a mention to it. I guarantee you they will. They need to make your. You, so, do you think you got Knuckles in, at, at some point mentioned in that movie? I'm thinking it's going to be the same guy that was like, hey, I saw the blue demon. Here's the drawing. And he drew Sanic. <laughs> I think it's going to be that guy. The same guy is going to be like, I saw this red demon. He's going to draw Uganda Knuckles. I would, I will, that, when I watched the Sonic movie, that part's going to kill me when he just shows Sanic. <laughs> Sanic, yeah. He, he made the cut for our Mario and Sonic game. Sanic's in there, along yeah. with Uganda Knuckles. Does Tails have a meme form? No. Tails oh. doesn't really have a meme form, unfortunately. Damn it! Not not as not as a famous one, I don't think. It'd be but. funny if he just draws Uganda Knuckles next to Santa and he just shows the picture again. <laughs> it's like they're multiplying. Oh, but man. I'm really excited. Like Knuckles is Knuckles Eggman. design looks great. Robotnik's Eggman now, right? Like he's got yeah. The he's head. I was about to say like uh, that was probably one of my favorite points. Like when he put on the goggles and he just it's just full Eggman. Yeah, it's like he, oh. Carrie's perfect. Carrie's perfect for that role too. Yeah, I. He's gonna be. He's gonna. Kill. I, I. I honestly can't find. I can't see anyone else playing the role other than like the voice actor of Eggman himself. I feel like he killed the first movie. Like he did. No, he was great. He was probably one of the best parts. And who, who's um who's Sonic's like human partner? 
Uh, I have no idea what his name was. I forgot. But they are back. They are back, though. Okay, I was gonna say he was like a cop, right? Yeah, he was like a cop, and his, you know, him and his girlfriend are are also back in this movie as well. Okay, sweet. The Sonic multiverse baby starting. I'm interested to see what aspects of Sonic lore they bring into the the movie mythos, because they kind of changed how rings work. I mean, they very much changed how rings work in in this movie. They act as like portals uh, and stuff. I do know that now. Because when you throw them, you can kind of like go to wherever you want. Yeah. Like Doctor Strange rings. Uh, I'm interested to see. I th- I definitely think the Chaos Emeralds are going to come into this at some point. Uh, Tails obviously came looking for Sonic for a reason, even though, again, in my movie review, they insinuate that Sonic has never had a friend before. So why would Tails even be know in who the Sonic picture? Is. I was about to say, why would he even know who it is? If that's what Sonic claims. But uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see if they add like the chaos emeralds or the master emerald or maybe gun i think there there was a helicopter that's been seen on the set that has the gun logo on it which is like the sonic universe's american military uh and they have ties to like everything like they have ties to like shadow and uh eggman oh that'd be quite a tease if they show shadow dude shadow would the the theater would be yelling absolutely well because all those um as far as like video game movies, there hasn't been a ton of good video game movies, and yeah, like I feel like and this one's get and Sonic got a sequel. Like that's, yeah, that's uh, yeah, I feel like too. two movies we talked about, uh, Detective Pikachu and Sonic, are two of the better ones. Yeah, uh, apparently Monster Hunter is really bad. Yeah, Monster Hunter sucked. It. Apparently, yeah, I, I heard that. Yeah, I heard the new Mortal Kombat's like okay. Okay, yeah, I heard it was okay, but yeah, Sonic, I can say the Sonic's really good. Uh, so we could also get Rouge the Bat. I that would be very ballsy of them. If they we get, did that, do we get Amy? Do we get Sonic's love interest? Ooh, that's a good question. I don't think so. And who's the other girl? Is her name Blaze? Blaze the cat. We're definitely not getting Blaze. I was just, I was just thinking of like she's from like an all. She's either from an alternate dimension or the future. So I don't think we're getting her. Why not? She just opened up one of those rings. I mean, oh, yeah, I, I guess they could, right totally, it. they could totally change how they work. Like if Silver came through, I wouldn't. If if anyone came through, I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be mad. Bowser lost. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Mario. Our game just comes to oh, life. Oh, sorry. Our game just comes to life on the big screen. No, oh, it's Super Smash Bros. the movie. Oh, wow. Disguised oh in a Sonic movie. Super Smash Bros. needs an anime. It needs it so bad. I think there's too many characters. Come, make it just Nintendo characters. I don't care. Even then, that's like 60 characters. <laughs> that Pit versus... I've been just feeding off that Pit that's versus true. Link That fight. one's like, really good. Or Link would absolutely win, but I mean Captain. I mean I did. To- it was oh, yeah, Captain, Captain Falcon N pitch, right? Yeah, the Captain N pitch that I showed you a bit ago was like an animation yeah. on YouTube. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. And then you had uh, Captain Falcon, Min Min, and Kirby in the. That's yeah. In the like the ramen review, but yeah, I, I mean I would do it. I would totally love to see that, but yeah, it would take but so much work. It would take everything. But yeah, uh, Sonic possibly shadow showing up maybe rouge because you know you have gun and she works for that organization maybe, maybe uganda knuckles surprisingly amy has has like no reason to be in this movie at the moment i don't even like what her role is in the sonic games uh her first appearance was in sonic cd and she just kind of showed up there like cool kind of there <laughs> uh but then metal sonic kidnaps her so that's so then oh. sonic has to go save her oh god oh shit metal sonic so I say, yeah, we didn't mention him. Oh shit, we could probably, totally probably absolutely be in that movie. Yeah, that could be the main because Eggman's trapped somewhere. 
Oh, he'll get out. Yeah, he'll get out. But I feel like maybe Gunn might be the prime, might be like the antagonist for a little bit. You know, he's like, hey, we're the American military. We're going to do American military things and stop these weird creatures. So, the, uh, so the so the go- so the government in that world is anti-Sonic. It kind of depends on the game, really. Sometimes they don't; they're not a fan of him, and sometimes they work together with him. It's kind of wishy-washy. Uh, I mean, he was literally arrested at the beginning of Sonic Adventure Two. So, <laughs> like Mario and Mario Sunshine just gets thrown in the slammer. No, like he's in the gun helicopter, and then you hear the guy like he's like, "Oh yeah, all systems are green," and then you hear like. He's like, oh, my God, this hedgehog's beating beating up the people in the helicopter. And then he breaks out, tears a piece of metal off the helicopter and snowboards down a city. It's wild. Is so, in, the, in the movies, the government anti-Sonic? I think Eggman worked for the government to capture him. Yeah, like I remember in the Sonic review, I was saying like, yeah, Eggman's a red blooded American in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, he's a patriot. He's a patriot. <laughs> American hero, Doctor Eggman. He's Dr. a state robotic. He lives in a state ground kind of state. So, oh my god, but so funny. Uh, yeah, he's, he's so. I think shit. maybe that was Gun. It's kind of hard to tell. I don't know if Gun's like a subsection of the military or a private military. They could change it however they want in the movie. But Doctor Eggman just bleeds the stars and stripes. Bleeds <laughs> red, white, and blue, baby. Loves his country. Absolutely does. But oh, yeah. Anyway. Wow, how did we get here? <laughs> I don't know. The Sonic movie, man, it's just going to be so interesting. I, yeah. I, 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 it's a, a sequel for a video game movie, just kind of unheard of. I think next up will be Detect- I hope next up is Detective Pikachu. Like, oh my two. god! Again, po- just, not even just for the story, just seeing the Pokemon on the big screen. Yeah, I loved. Not to toot my own horn, I really did like the pitch that I came up with though way back when. We might have to revisit that one day. We just do video video game movie pitch. Oh, that could be an interesting idea. We do video game movie. Oh, pitches. video game movie pitches. Okay, okay. We, we I gotta stop. We're, we're gonna write down idea. this content. That's a great idea. Ah, oh, shit. That's a great idea. That is. All right. Yeah, we'll okay. stop. We'll, we'll yeah. stop now, but before we go, another forty-five minutes. Yeah, before I was gonna say we'll stop now, but before we go, another forty-five minute discussion. <laughs> before we go. This has been a pretty easy two-hour episode, actually. I, I'm kind of surprised. Yeah, no, it kind of felt easy. It was really easy, actually. But uh, now that we're at the end, yeah. uh, if, if you guys are still with us, or if you've fallen asleep, I don't blame you. But no, okay. uh, welcome back to the real world, if you are. Uh, thank you guys so much for, for making it this far into the episode and uh, you know for, wa- for watching all of our episodes. Uh, till the end, we always appreciate it. Uh, if... <clears throat> Sorry, I got something in my throat. My allergies are acting up as well, which is always great. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you want to support the podcast and you want to uh, give me a... I'm just going to say this every time. Give me a very late birthday present at this point. It, uh, when it gets to the middle of the late, <laughs> and like how early and how late your birthday and my birthday can get, then we'll start changing it. But Yeah, yeah. let's change it to yours. Early, early Colby birthday. Yeah, well... <laughs> That's, that, that's what this is. You guys are giving us birthday presents every time. Yeah, so we're please. Gonna guilt, just, we're going to guilt you into, into doing yeah, this. Uh, honestly. Please leave a review and a and a, a rating on Apple Podcasts. Give us some feedback. We always love uh, seeing what you guys think of the episodes, uh, seeing what you guys would like us to do better, and what things you, uh, what suggestions you may have. Uh, you can also always DM us on uh, any of our various social media accounts, whose links are uh, where again, Colby? The show more section or the description on any listening platform. You guys can check out the Instagram, our Twitter, our personal accounts. Hit up the Gmail, any of that stuff. You 
we love feedback. We love hearing from you guys. We'd love to interact, all that good stuff. So as Tyler said, thank you for listening. It's very much appreciated. Yeah, I mean, if if you guys are down for two-hour episodes, we know that you're invested, so we very much appreciate it. Yes. Uh, yeah, make sure you're doing something else while you're watching these because <laughs> you never you never know how long we're going to go. No, never. But uh, yeah, thank you guys so much again for making it this far in the episode. Uh, be sure to to share it if you enjoyed it as well. That's a new one that we haven't. So, there we we'll throw uh, that in next week too. I was about to say we're just adding we're just adding the stereotypical advertising. Yes. Uh, I was about to say like and comment on the video. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. I remember this time. And uh, yeah, we will see you guys next week for Monster Hunter news and shit. So yeah, yeah other take stuff. it easy. Yeah, have a good one, gamers.